You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. We've been talking about the wealthy mind and the wealthy life. And many of us don't realize how significant our mind is in God's scheme of things. The devil knows the value of your mind. And that's why he wants it. God knows the value of your mind because he gave it to you. But do you know the value of your mind? Do you know that it's important for you to guard your mind? To preserve your mind? And to develop your mind? Why is it that when Adam fell, one of the first areas that God attacked or that he lost was his mental capacity. 90% of his mental capacity, he lost it immediately. Why? We know that man today, all we have achieved has been as a result of using 10%. 10%. So, Adam lost 90% after eating that fruit. <laughs> and so up till now, we are told that the smartest people, the most intelligent, the geniuses that have walked the face of the earth use 10%. There are some that don't even use up to 1%. <laughs> but I'm trusting God. Because if you understand what Jesus has paid, the price he has paid, Jesus paid the full price for you to get 100% of your mental capacity. That's part of what he paid. He didn't, just, he didn't just die to take you to heaven. Come on. He didn't just die to prevent you from going to hell. He died for you to have everything Adam lost. Glory to God. And you know that Adam was never in lack. There was no shortage in the garden. Amen? So there is a kind of thinking that keeps people poor. And there is a kind of thinking that takes people out of poverty. There is a kind of thinking that limits people just to economic wealth. But it leads them to spiritual poverty. In fact, not real... When I say pro poverty, spiritual wretchedness, like the Laudation Church. So, we are talking about a wealthy mind that will lead to a wealthy life. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And this statement was made by Solomon. Solomon was someone that had a great mental capacity. His mental capacity was unparalleled. To, I mean, there was no one else. Apart from Jesus, nobody had the kind of mental capacity that Solomon had. But you have in you greater than Solomon. Hallelujah. You have the mind of Christ. Is that not what the Bible tells you? Yes, 
We have the mind of Christ. So the mind, what we have is more than what Solomon had. Yeah. So part of what Jesus died for is for you to have his mind. And the mind of Christ, I have news for you, is higher than the mind of Adam. May God open our understanding. May God give us largeness of heart. May God expand our capacity. May God increase our capacity. May God do in our minds that which is beyond comprehension. Hallelujah. Most of us have been, I mean, thank God for education. You know, it's good to be educated because education kind of like, it takes you out of, it, at least it lifts you up a bit. Am I correct? Yeah, it lifts you up and it, 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 it puts you on a, on a different level, at a different pedestal, you know? And it's, it's good. But do you know that all that you learned came from the minds of people? Right? And, but you have access to the mind of God, which is superior to the minds of people. So, it's important for us to begin to exercise faith for our minds. Not only should your mind be renewed, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind is a process. Alright? It's a process. You need to take the word of God into your mind. Take it in on a daily basis. It's good for your mind. Touch someone. Say the word of God is good for your mind. Yes. Many people only open their Bibles on Sundays. You are, you, you are depriving yourself. You are depriving your mind of the food it needs. Because the word of God is not only food for your spirit, it's also food for your mind. Glory to God. Yeah, it's food for your mind. James said that you should receive with meekness. Look at James chapter 1 verse 21. It says, therefore lay aside all filthiness. An overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So when you receive the word of God, when you allow the word of God to come into your mind on a daily basis, it leads to a progressive salvation. Now the salvation is in three dimensions. When you receive Jesus into your heart, you are saved. Your spirit man is saved. It's an instantaneous work of grace. Okay? 
So it's an instant work of grace. But then when you're taking the word of God into your mind, it's a progressive work. Which is leading to the saving of your souls. Your spirit is saved, your soul is being saved, and your body will be saved. Alright. So when Jesus appears, your body will be saved. Hallelujah. So, salvation. Tell someone salvation, salvation. is in three dimensions. There's instant salvation. There's progressive salvation. And there's future salvation. Hallelujah. So that's what happens when you are taking the word of God in. Be aware of the fact that your mind is being saved. Because when your mind is saved, there is what you can achieve. That a lost mind cannot achieve. Glory to God. Let me give you an example. Um, let's, look at, let's look at the life of Solomon. Okay, let's start from there. Let's look at uh, 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 3. When the Lord appeared to Solomon. Right? 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5. It says, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask, what shall I give you? I want you to notice something there. The Lord appears to Solomon. And he says, ask, what shall I give you? Now, the, my question to you is this. What faculty did he use to answer that question? Use his mind. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. He used his mind. That means there was something that his father had deposited into him while he was growing up. Okay? That's why he could answer, he could give a good answer. Look at what his answer. And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth in righteousness and in uprightness of heart. You have continued this greatness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered. Or counted. Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Come on, look at that. Solomon asked for an understanding heart. Right? Why did he ask for that? Because if God were to appear to you and say, ask what you want, I know. <laughs> Ooh. 
It's your opportunity. That will be your opportunity to give your wish to your genie. You ask God, how many, how many wishes do I have? <laughs> Before I answer, how many, how many do I have? <laughs> this genie only has one wish for you. God is not a genie anyway. Hallelujah. He says to Solomon, ask, what do you want? But you see, I believe that because David had invested the word of God into Solomon, so much it had entered his mind and is now in his heart. That's why even in his dream, he could answer appropriately. You get my point. If it is not in your heart, guess what? It won't be in your mind in your dream. <laughs> That's why it's good to meditate on the word of God. Until it sinks. Meditation is one of the ways that you can redeem your mind. From that fallen state. That state of negativity. That has followed you all your life. That state of mental poverty that has followed you all your life. That state of insecurity that has followed you all your life. Spend time meditating on the word of God. Hallelujah. So, Solomon got it right. And he asked for an understanding heart. To judge the people of God. And the Bible says in verse 10. The speech pleased the Lord. That Solomon asked this thing. <laughs> Do you know that understanding. Understanding is so powerful. Alright. That's why Solomon says with all you're getting. Get understanding. Hallelujah. He says, wisdom is the principal thing. But with all your getting, get understanding. In other words, understanding is superior to wisdom. Wisdom is vital. Okay? It's a principal thing. But if you're going to put any effort, go for understanding. Many people think, oh, well, Solomon asked for wisdom. No, you just saw it there. He asked for understanding. And understanding brought wisdom. Glory to God. So his mind was already wealthy. That's why he asked for understanding. He asked for that which is going to produce other things. So when God appears to you and says, ask, do yourself a favor. Think properly before you answer. Amen? Don't just say, I want 10 billion runs. You will get it if you ask for it. Okay? But you, can, you are restricted and you are limited to what 10 billion can do. But if you ask... If you, if you don't have poverty of mind, because poverty of mind is only thinking economics. Alright? 
And economics is good, but it's limited because there are other aspects that will enrich your life. So an understanding heart. He asked for an understanding heart to be able to judge, you know, the people, the nation correctly. And guess what? That understanding heart that he asked for gave him long life, gave him wealth, come on, gave him wisdom, gave him peace. Give him many wives. <laughs> that was understanding <laughs> perverted. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So what am I saying? If you're going to live a wealthy, if you want to have a wealthy mind, it has to be an understanding mind. It has to be an understanding mind. If you want a wealthy mind, you want a mind that is full of the Word of God. You want a mind that is focused on the Word of God. You want a mind that is not focused on circumstances, but is focused on God. Because that is your greatest wealth. The greatest wealth anybody can have is to have God. The Lord is my portion. When Abraham went to war, uh, in Genesis 14, he went to war and on his way back, he comes back and the king of, um, of Sodom meets him. And the king of Sodom says to him, just give me the people, you can keep all the spoils. Right? Keep all the silver, keep all the gold and everything. And guess what? Abraham said, nope. He says, I have lifted up my hands to God, but I'm not going to take anything so that you don't say I've made Abraham rich. Hallelujah. So what was he saying? He was saying, I'm richer than all of these. Already, mentally. Come on. Yeah. So it takes a wealthy mind for you to say no to certain opportunities. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So he said no. He says, let the men, let the young men, and all the soldiers, all these trained servants, 318 trained servants, let them take whatever they want. And then you can have the rest. As for me, I don't need nothing. <laughs> I don't need anything from you. Then look at what happens in Genesis chapter, uh, chapter 15. Verse 1, God makes a statement there. Oh my, oh my, 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 my. After these things, all right? This was after Abraham had said no, all right? Then here in verse 1, he says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham, I am your shield. And your what? Exceedingly great reward. So, God was so impressed. God was so impressed that Abraham had such faith in him. And God's capacity 
huh? To make him not only rich but wealthy. That he said no to the king of Sodom. And God says, Abraham, I give myself to you. I want to, re- for what you have done, for this decision you have made, I reward you with myself. Can you beat that? <laughs> I reward you with myself. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. I am your protection and I am your wealth. I reward you with myself. So now, if God gave himself to Abraham, what else is missing? If you have God, you have everything. Am I correct? Yeah. The earth is the laws and the fullness thereof. So by virtue of God giving himself to Abraham, Abraham became an heir to the world, according to Romans chapter 4. He became an heir to the world. Do you know that the whole world now belongs to Abraham? Yeah, by covenant. Hallelujah. Because God says, I am now your shield and your exceeding great reward. Why? He had a wealthy mind that made him to make a decision. That gave him access to what no man could ever imagine. So, he had God. And because he had God, the cattle on a thousand hills belong to God. Silver and gold belong to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Heaven is the Lord's. So, guess what? Abraham had heaven and earth. Boom. <laughs> that's incredible. I'm telling you, that's incredible. And we need people who have that kind of mind, people who are not poor in their thinking, you know, who, who they are even ready to, you know, defraud people and dis- destroy other people because they want to get some little change. We want people who, you know, who are so wealthy in their minds. And they're saying, no, you can have that. And you can see that in the mind of Abraham when Lot, when the servants of Lot and Abraham's servants were fighting. Guess what? Look at how Abraham handled it. Abraham said, let's not fight. We're brothers. Choose whatever you want. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever you want. If you want to go to the right, I'll go anywhere. Just choose. You can have it. And of course, trust Lord with poverty of mind. He makes a choice based on poverty of mind. You see why people make poor choices? Because they are poor in their minds. So Lord looks around, looks around. He sees Sodom. Wow, it's like the Garden of Eden. He says, that's where I'm going. Abraham says, okay, fine. No problem. You can go. Take it. It's all yours. And Abraham says, I'll go this way. And then at night, God comes. (laughs) I am amazed. You know, there have been times that some people walked out of my life and God came to me and spoke to me. And made certain promises to me. Incredible. 
Especially when I allow it to go, just in peace. You just release. Then God comes and begins to speak to you. You touch someone and say, you need to be rich in your mind. Hallelujah. Don't be materialistic. Hallelujah. Be rich in your thinking. Yeah. Because a poor mind is thinking scarcity. And he's thinking, oh, if I don't, if, you know, if I let this go, then, you know, I won't have. But a rich mind is, is thinking, there's more than enough for everyone. You can have as much as you want, and there is still more. Hallelujah. So Abraham tells Lot, take. And Lot takes it. And guess what? God comes to Abraham and says, Abraham, I want you to walk the length and breadth. <laughs> Of this land. Lift up your eyes. As far as your eyes can see. I've given to you. So that means God gave Abraham. Even where Lot was. Because if his eyes can see that. God says it's yours. If his eyes can see. It's yours. If his eyes can. It's yours. If his eyes. It's yours. You see how. God can take you out of poverty. You need to start working on your mind. They conspire against you. They set you up so that you don't get that promotion. They can keep the promotion. Hello? Tell them, keep the promotion. Very soon I will own this company. Yeah, that's it. The time will come. God will orchestrate it. Just, 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 just have that kind of mind. As a man thinketh, so is he. They lied against you so that, you know, you lost favor. Who would you rather have favor with? The owner of the earth? Or the boss who cannot tell when his next breath will come? Elevate your understanding. Elevate your thinking. Upgrade your thinking. Hallelujah. It's not just upgrading your phone and upgrading the apps and your operating system. Upgrade your thinking. Touch someone say, upgrade your thinking. Yeah. You need to upgrade your thinking. Because if you don't upgrade your thinking... That mind is the operating system and I'm telling you, it's going to limit you. The latest downloads from heaven will not fit that mind. They won't fit that mind. Huh? How many people, how many people, you remember the days of Windows? <laughs> Windows 95, come on. Huh? I, I, I even remember the days of MS-DOS. Yeah. Huh? MS-DOS, come on. Computer people. Yeah. 
You know, I taught myself computers. I remember when I was, when I was learning MS-DOS. My goodness. This was like revolutionary. I'm like, ooh, ooh this is... Now I look back and I, it's like a joke. Huh? You remember um, floppy disks? You remember those days? It's not far ago. It's not long time ago. You know? And when you have that thing, one, one meg, 1.44 megabytes. And, and, and you have packs of them. And you, you, you know, you, you feel, yeah, you have advanced. <laughs> now I'm carrying 512 gigs in this phone. That's like how many computers in those days? It's like, uh, you know, I don't know how many buildings. Just here. Upgrade. Say upgrade. So that's what needs to happen to some people's minds. That's what needs to happen to some people's thinking. Stop thinking poor. Stop thinking defeat. Stop thinking failure. Stop it. Holy Spirit is struggling to take you out. But you won't spend time. You won't meditate on the word of God. You won't feed your mind with, with the word. You'll feed your mind with junk that keeps you restricted. That's the problem. It's not that God's word is powerless. It's not that God is lying. No, it's your mind that is keeping you back. Look at Isaiah 55. Mighty God. I pray that by the end of this, oh my God, that you will elevate every single one under the sound of my voice. I break every limitation. I break every stronghold around your mind. I break every inherited limitation in the name of Jesus. Lift every boundary around your mind. I lift every limitation. I lift every restriction. In the name of Jesus. Every force. Every power. Every spirit that has continued. And continued to erect strongholds around your mind. To keep you and to hinder you. And to deter you. And to limit you from progressing. I bring them down right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord. Look at what the Bible says. Isaiah 55. He says. Verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way. Hmm? The unrighteous man, he's what? Can you see what leads to unrighteousness? It's a thinking. It's a way of thinking that leads to unrighteousness. It's a way of thinking that leads to wickedness. Are you getting my point? Yeah. He says, let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Stop thinking wicked thoughts about people, wishing them evil. You are poor. That's why you are thinking like that. 
Stop being jealous of somebody because God has done something for him. You are poor and wretched. That's why you think like that. That's a wicked mind. But look at what he says. Verse 8. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Do you agree with that? Because do you know that if, if you were God, the war would have been wiped out? Yeah. You would have finished everybody if you were God. He says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see? So, his thoughts are so high, you can't get over it. As the heavens are higher than the earth. And because his thoughts are so high, his ways are also so high. Because his ways are according to his thoughts. Am I communicating? Hallelujah. As the heavens are higher than the earth. So I'm just praying, Lord, elevate my thinking. Let my mind begin to operate from your level. Hallelujah. Because if I'm seated with Christ in the heavenly places, I have the capacity to think from that dimension. If God took time to give me the mind of Christ, that means my mind is above the earth. That's why it says, set your mind on things above. Amen. The carnal, to be carnally minded is enmity with God. So that's what the Bible says. Glory, glory, glory. It says, for as the rain comes down, uh, and snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish the purpose for which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So the word of God will prosper in your life. The word of God will prosper in your mind. The word of God will prosper in your family. The word of God will prosper in your business. The word of God will prosper in your career. The word of God will prosper in your health. The word of God will prosper in your mind. If you will only take it and apply it. If you will take it in and stop listening to gossip. Stop listening to the media, that's not what will elevate you. It will keep you at their level. I know we have economic experts. And we thank God for their wisdom. But it's not heavenly. <laughs> so you make the most of that, but know that there is a level higher. 
Hallelujah. And you can access that. You can access that. There should be no poor mind in this church. No poverty of mind. In the name of Jesus. This is not about the size of your bank account. This is, this is about the, the, the size of your mind. The Bible says that God gave Solomon largeness of heart and an understanding heart like the sands of the seashore. That's a mind of abundance. That's a mind of abundance. And it's only God that can give that to you. So that's why we need to think abundance. You need to start thinking, how am I going to take more territory? How am I going to dominate? Hallelujah. That's what you were created for. You were blessed. When God made man in his image after his likeness, he, he blessed them and said to them, you know, be what? Fruitful. Start thinking fruitfulness. Be fruitful. Multiply. Start thinking multiplication. Amen? Start thinking multiplication. Don't think subtraction. The only thing you want subtracted from your life are the things that hinder you from entering destiny. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I think in closing, let me sh let, let's look at Ephesians chapter, chapter 3. My God, my God. Say, Lord, elevate my mind. Elevate my thinking. Elevate my understanding. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3. In Ephesians chapter 3, we see here Paul is praying a prayer. Right? Um... The prayer starts from verse 14, but I just want to pick a verse there. I just want to pick verse, verse 20. You can read that, the entire chapter to get a context of it. But verse 20, he says, Now, come on, let's read it together. One, two, three. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Hallelujah. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we what? Ask or think. So there are dimensions of prayer. There is an asking dimension. There is a thinking dimension. Now, if you don't work on your mind, <laughs> you will never get into this dimension of exceeding abundantly. Are you getting my point? So you need to pray about your mind. When you see, that's why you see today, these days, mental illness is, illness is all over the place. What do you think is happening? Why? The enemy is attacking man. He's attacking humanity. He's attacking the minds of men. Why? Because he knows if he can get your mind, he's got your life. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. 
But no, the enemy is not going to get my mind. Come on, are you, are, are you going to surrender your mind? Are you going to give him a bit of your mind? A little bit of real estate in your mind? Huh? Not even a place to put his toe. He won't get it. Hallelujah. So be careful what you think. It might just come to pass. Hallelujah. Talk to your neighbor. Say, be careful what you think. It might just come to pass. Yeah. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you always think defeat all the time, there's some people are so negative, I don't understand. I don't even know what to do with them. Because I feel like getting a shambok. <laughs> Carry it with me everywhere I go. When there's negativity, pia, pia, pia. get that mess out of your mind. Yeah. Hallelujah. Get rid of that junk. Get rid of every poverty in your mind. You walk by faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. I don't care how broke your account is. It starts not from your bank account. It starts from here. Hallelujah. So when, when you correct it here, it will begin to reflect everywhere else. Hallelujah. That's what we're talking about media now. We're talking about going on to 200 countries at, a, at once. You, you, think, you think we do it with just speaking in tongues? No. We're going to do it. Hallelujah. We will do it. Because I can see it already. Every household in Midran. Yes, I can see it. Glory to God. I can see it. See it with my eyes of faith. It's so real to me. But some of us are so poor in our minds, we can't see beyond our situation. We can't see beyond our circumstances. You can't see beyond the frustrations around you. And then before you know it, you start saying things you should not say. And the devil, you keep giving the devil ammunition to use against you. And then we will turn to God and say, isn't it your word that says two cannot work together unless it be agreed? Now, he's not in agreement with you, but he's in agreement with me. How can you work with this person? It's my turn to work with this person. You don't know that the enemy, the devil cannot succeed without the word of God. He uses the word of God. He uses the word of God. So, you know what he does? He, he, he manipulates circumstances because he's the God of the system of this world. So, he manipulates circumstances. Then he comes in and he whispers to you certain things. Then you listen to it. You accept it. You believe it. And you start saying it. Then he goes back to God and says, can you see? It's my turn. You've had your turn. Now it's my turn. Then he comes back and continues. He begins to, you know, uh, 
perpetuate whatever it is. I said, oh, you know, it's as if she knew and she was saying it, you know. And now it happened. That was prophetic. <laughs> prophetic indeed. It's pathetic. You think it's every inspired utterance that is from God? Let her think twice. Elevate your understanding. Hallelujah. Upgrade your thinking. Upgrade your thinking. Turn to someone. I want you to hit somebody. Tell them, upgrade your thinking. <laughs> hit the other person. Upgrade your understanding. Yeah. Stop it. There's more than enough for every one of us. Hallelujah. You see, anytime you see there's scarcity or there's congestion, know that they are on the ground level. But when you are at the top, there's no traffic. <laughs> Have you noticed? Maybe you should start thinking of Uber in the air. Yeah. I don't care what you're faced with now. But I know that what you allow to settle here is what will determine your tomorrow. That's what will determine your tomorrow. That's why some people can never get out of bondage. Because the enemy already got them here. Strongholds are in here. Nobody has done it. So what? You be the first. Nobody did what Solomon did. He was the first. Hallelujah. Nobody did what Abraham did. He was the first. Nobody did what Moses did. He was the first. You, do you know anybody that turned a stick to, to, a, to a serpent? He was the first. He did it. You also have your own first. Come on, touch someone. Say, you have your own first. I want, I'm waiting for it. I want to see it. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Talk to the Lord. Lord, my God, I pray for the minds of your people. I break. Let there be deliverance. Oh, God. Let limitations be broken. Let boundaries be shifted. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I don't, I, I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know that what God has invested in you is more than your situation. What God has invested in you is more than your circumstance. What God has invested in you is able to change the world. Let it flow. Let it flow, Lord my God. Let the spirit of understanding flow in this place. Mighty God, like never before. Mighty God. The Bible says God will not allow you to be tempted more than you can bear. But will with the same temptation, He is able to make a way of escape. 
Doesn't matter what you, you find yourself in. There is a way of escape. May God show you in your mind. Lord my God, I ask that you will grant your people encounters. Give them, oh Father God, experiences that will open their minds. In the name of Jesus, break every limitation. Lord my God, every poverty of mine, I rebuke the spirit of poverty. I rebuke every mental poverty. In the name of Jesus, I release wealthy mindsets. In the name of Jesus, kete Every stronghold I own your mind. I don't care if it is a stronghold that is as a result of your upbringing, as a result of your orientation, as a result of your experiences. I break them right now. I pull them down. I pull them down. Mighty God. Your experience does not have the power to limit you. Your experience does not have the power to stop you. Your experience does not have the power to determine your tomorrow. The Word of God has the power. The Word of God has gone forth. Lord, I ask for signs and wonders to accompany this Word. I speak as a king in God's kingdom. Right now, I release you from every mental captivity. I release you. I release you from every mental chains. I release you from every mental dungeon. I release you in the name of Jesus. Be free. Right now, I release wealth. Wealthy minds. The mind of Christ. I impose the mind of Christ over your mind right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that victim mentality in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that inferiority complex. I rebuke that. Get out in the name of Jesus. I rebuke insecurity right now the name of Jesus I release faith in this house let there be an upgrade let there be a spiritual upgrade right now come on ask the Lord for an upgrade ask the Lord for an upgrade tell him Lord upgrade me upgrade my mind yes whatever software is operating in your mind it's time for an upgrade right now I want you to download an upgrade yes some of you need a new, a completely new operating system. My Lord and my God, let it be released in this mind. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I speak wealth over you over your mind whatever it will take for your mind to contain that which God wants to do through your life 
Receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. Receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you are here and you're not born again and you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you quickly before we go. That's the first step you can take to upgrade your mind is to receive Jesus into your heart. If you want to do that, you raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Anybody? Come on. Anybody wants to, you want to receive Jesus? You raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Thank you, Father. All right, nobody? So that means we're all saved. Just put your hand over your mind. Say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you because I have the mind of Christ. Every limitation that I have carried until now is broken in the name of Jesus. I ask right now that the mind of Christ will be imposed over my mind. Let my thinking, let my thinking be elevated because you have positioned me in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, I want to begin to think from that level. Deliver me from every limitation, every earthly limitation, every poverty limitation, every poverty of thought, Poverty of mind. Get out of my mind. In the name of Jesus. From now on, I receive the spirit of understanding. In the name of Jesus. Nothing is too complex for me to understand. Because nothing is too complex for Jesus to understand. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.